The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that according to superstition, if an armadillo crosses your path, you get seven years of good luck? But if an armadillo crosses your mom's path, you get a new sibling. Because <laughs> the armadillo has sex yeah. with your mom. Look, the heart wants what the heart wants, okay? <laughs> For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out our other podcasts, visit us at armadillo.club. Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to the Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're covering chapters 27 through 30 of Knife of Dreams, book 11 of the Wheel of Time. Previously, Egwene's been in the tower for about a week, and it feels like she's got half the tower turned on Elida. Arguably, the very worst mistake that Elida has ever made was capturing and keeping her, and that's a, actually a pretty high bar at this point. Matt meets up with his old buddies, the Band of the Red Hand, and they have done very well for themselves. Tuon is going to eat this up because I think we can all agree that Commander Matt is the best Matt. Uh, Perrin initiates his Shido attack plan, but I have a feeling that things are going to go sideways. To be fair, so far his plan seems to be dumping a bunch of fork root and soldiers into their water supply. I'm not sure how that's supposed <laughs> to work out, and I know whatever shit show unfolds will be entertaining to read. So, well, yeah, I assume like the, the wise one is waking up for a morning cup of, of tea, and she looks into it, and there's a water! <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, two rivers archer! Oh, no! <laughs> Pretty much. So, chapter 27, a plain wooden box, icon of the dragon. Rand has gone to Altara to meet with the Daughter of the Nine Moons. Yes, yeah, Rand is meeting definitely not a trap with the Daughter of the Nine Moons. Definitely not Dark Friend Siroth waiting, uh, waiting, working for Simraj, because like, that wouldn't <laughs> yeah. make any sense, because they assured him it wasn't a trap. Yeah, all of his crew, uh, and me also, think that it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> I was really nervous by the title of this chapter because it reminded me of when Galena trapped him in that wooden box, which was like, oh, I think yeah. out of all the horrible things that have happened to all the people in these books, that was the worst one to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was awful. Yeah. yeah, Beatings every day and then locked in the box uh, all the time. <sighs> but he's like, yeah, maybe it's a trap, but I really need this truce. Yeah, it was like Nandera, Olivia, Min, uh, Davron Bashir, they were all like, dude, this is a trap. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you guys are dumb. It's not a trap. Yeah, but among his crew are a whole bunch of bonded Aes Sedai and Ashaman. I guess that's a thing now. Mm-hmm. And the bond goes both ways. Yeah, I was thinking about this as like, it, the, whether a trap, whether it's a trap or not, is sort of moot because he has this gang of channelers. Like he, he has so like he, he has a lot of firepower with him at this point. You know? Yeah. So oh, the- I, I, I had a thought about this, and, and maybe you guys can provide your opinion. So I said I have this rule that they can't use their channeling as a weapon, right? Mm. Now, if they're bonded in a circle, can the person they're bonded with use their channeling as a weapon? I think so. Oh, so like the... So the, the Ashraman, yeah. Oh, yeah, Is probably. the loophole? I mean, they're not, they're not, they're not running the show, right? That. Like, can the Aes Sedai, like, make... I don't know, a, a solid piece of air that's like a knife, and then somebody else picks up the Aes Sedai and pushes them into somebody and stabs them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good... I mean, the, the Aes Sedai is not the one who did the stabbing. Yeah. yeah that's a good question. They probably It's probably a will thing, because it's not like... It's only in their minds that the restriction is. 
Yeah, as we've observed, as as we have observed, it has to do with what they think is the truth. Not yeah. I bet they can't link with somebody if they think that person's gonna do violence. That would make sense. Yeah. Also, there's leopards. Leopards. Mm -hmm. Leopards. They talk about leopards in the forest. Yeah, leopards in the forest. I mean, it's apropos of nothing, but like. That was very well, surprising to me. Yeah, well, we don't see a lot of wildlife creatures of, outside of wolves. Outside of wolves, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like very specific things. And there's birds and things like there's lots of birds, but no, not much in the terms of like larger wild creatures. Yeah, I think it's kind of implied that this is a depopulated world in some ways. Mm-hmm. But historically, there were wild animals in the woods of Europe and places like that until pretty recently. Yeah, because you know there, there was the woods. People didn't go to the woods. It's true. So they ride to a small country manor house that seems to be unpopulated. Yeah. You know, when they ride up, uh, everything appears to be on the level. I mean, obviously it's not going to be because this is a fucking trap. But it, <laughs> on the surface, it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. We see the daughter of the nine, someone who could be the daughter of the nine moons. We see the, some, the, the appropriate number of Chandlers there, yeah. you know. And then Cat Swain does something epically new and novel that she, she helps <laughs> yeah, I was. Oh, she can do that. She yeah. can. She could be helpful. Yeah, she she tells him that somebody's channeling. Yeah, and uh, she has some way of interrupting it, and she does. And the, this daughter of the nine moons that comes out of the manor house turns out to be Samirhaj in disguise, <laughs> and, and it's it, the truth seeker, which you called like several episodes ago. Yeah, so yeah, well yeah. done, so, you. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and then shit immediately goes <laughs> real, real bad. <laughs> yeah, and Samirhaj is like, okay, Plan B, and fireballs rent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny because like there's this like epic wizard battle, but we get it from Rand's perspective, and yeah. seeing it from Rand's perspective is pretty boring because he gets fireballed in the hand and then he blacks out sort of. Yeah, you know? he just eats yeah. dirt for the rest of the fight. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he gets fireballed in the hand, burns his sweet scepter, which is very sad, and also his hand. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that seems bad. I mean, he kind of needs that, right? I mean, doesn't. I mean, if you're a wizard, I guess you don't need it that much. But still, it'd be nice to have. He's like, well, I guess I gotta relearn all my sword forms. I felt bad for him. (laughs) He doesn't, though, right? Like, he doesn't need his sword forms. (laughs) He objectively does not need his sword forms. It's fine. I mean, it's fine. He likes to use the sword. Cool. But he doesn't need that. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, after he gets his hand blasted off and when he wakes up, things are kind of over. Yeah, yeah. He wakes up and and his crew, his well-selected crew, has taken out... Has captured Samirhaj and her little Shanchan buddies who didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess and, someone's going to need... Uh, and at least, uh, luckily, uh, his cool dragon tattoo thing is still there. They yeah, did yeah. not lose that. But, I mean, like, he's in a bad state. I think someone's going to have to give Rand a hand, you know, getting back up. <laughs> I think he's going to be a lot less handy, you know, to have around moving yeah, forward. He hasn't had a lot of reliable help around. He's kind of doing things single-handed these days. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, got, I got to hand it to him, though. Uh, his friends just handled that, handled, sorry, the Forsaken with pretty minimal losses, you know, pretty well. So now, I guess now we call him One Hand Rand. Yeah, I mean, it rhymes, at least. Yeah. And... Uh, not only has Samirhaj been captured with the power, but she's got a dagger sticking out of her. Min got her with a dagger. Yeah, yeah. Min's the best. Min I know. Is the she's, best. she's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like this is. I would say that f- as far as springing a trap goes, other than Rand losing his hand, this goes like about as well as it possibly could have gone, right? Like they they shut it down real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did. He did lose his hand, right? Yeah. He but I mean, like he could have not lost his hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean. He's going to be spilling a lot of blood throughout this, I mean, according to prophecy. This went so well, he might feel like clapping, but he can't. <laughs> well, I mean, he can clap with one hand, I guess, right? <laughs> uh, no, nobody knows what that sound is. <laughs> That's true. 
And uh, uh, his vision is also messed up too. I, I guess he, he got like a got, concussion or something. He got right? blowed up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nynaeve does actually attempt to heal him, but I guess you can't regrow limbs, which is, I suppose, not that surprising. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, everybody is more upset about him losing his hand than he is. He's Wait, really no, no. Cool I think it. it was his left hand. Now that, I'm, now that I'm remembering, I think it was actually his left hand. But I don't know why. He's not left-handed sword, uh, swordsman, right? Uh, Maybe it's he just, said he uses both hands. Yeah, he's a both-handed swordsman. Oh, uh, okay. That's the problem. Um, oh, but Simiraj actually gives us a little bit of insight into what's happening with Rand because you know they they've got her captured and they talk to her. Yeah, she is cool as a cucumber. Yeah, mm -hmm. she's like, this is not this is not the the weirdest shit that I've been involved in. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently this brand of insanity is something that the Age of Legends actually had a name for and they were familiar with. It yeah. was like um, bleeding over of another of a past life. Uh, but it's not reassuring because she's like, oh, it's incurable. Most people just go insane and die. Yeah, whoops. I like that. She's like, ah, I don't know that much about it. Grendel could tell you all about it. <laughs> That's not really my thing, but yeah. you're screwed. Yeah. Uh, the Sildan and the Damani were uh, pretty upset to find out that they were working for a Forsaken. Right. Which is good to know. You know, yeah. not that there's that many dark friends among the Shan Chen. But Rand decides to send them home. I'm not sure that Sarath is going to let these people live. Yeah. But then Rand doesn't have to kill them and they don't have to go on his list. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, not not his list, not his problem, right? Yep. But you know what? He's he's he still is on the plan for the truce. Like, oh, it was a trap. Samiraj was there. She burned my hand off. But I still got to get that truce. Kind of low affect about this. Yeah. I mean, I assume that they're gonna find some way to give him a magic hand or something, right? Like, I hope so. Yeah. Maybe Luce Theron knows how to regrow hands. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he met. Uh, so Rand now wants a, a meeting with the real daughter of the Nine Moons. Then we cut to Matt. Oh wait, sorry, just real quick. Um, there are a couple other things. There was they find a, a that box with the male the the, the plane. Oh box. yeah, yeah, yeah. They find the male Adam in the manor house. So I guess everyone now knows that again and broke her promise. Mm -hmm. So that's, well, know. she didn't break her promise, right? She just didn't succeed, right? She, no, she was she promised to throw it into the ocean and she kept it as a as a I thought, thing instead. I thought I thought she got. Um, she got detained by the Shanshan, right? By some other stuff. Again, well, she was gonna do it, but then like she didn't like they the like her bosses took it from her. Didn't she get her big promotion for turning it in? Did she? I don't remember. I thought so. I thought I thought she got a big promotion because they found it on her and took it. Mm, like it wasn't her fault. That's what I thought. Okay, well, then it, then we'll we'll give her the benefit of the doubt for now. But you know, Nynaeve's yeah. thought is like that bitch. <laughs> yeah. So that was the plan. They were going to capture Rand with the, the male Adam. Mm -hmm. But instead he sends the, the uh, Damani and the Sul'dan back to Abudar with a message. The dragon reborn wants to meet the daughter of the Nine Moons. Probably some thunder crashes or something, I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of thunder crashing lately. <laughs> yeah. Let me cut to Matt, who commands a series of raids on the Shanshan uh, with his... Uh, with Tuon. Hanging out with them. Yeah, like, what, what do you think she's thinking during all of this, right? Like, he's, uh, he's doing, he's very effectively, uh, damaging the Shan Chen's position in Altara, right? I think she's a psycho, and she doesn't care. She's like, I'm, I'm doing my business with whatever, whatever the prophecy is with Matt here, and, uh, I don't care if a bunch of my people die. That doesn't matter to me at all. My impression is that she cares about the sh the success of the Shanshan Empire because she sees it as an extension of her own like right self right. So I think I think she would care not care so much about the casualties, but she would care if this was like damaging their success in Altara. 
Right, yeah. I think she probably doesn't think it's damaging their success too much, and I think she's willing to sacrifice all those lives to, to pursue her smooches. Yeah, Matt. maybe. Uh, I, I, there's a, so Matt's doing all these, these skirmishes, these, uh, these kind of stealth tactics. Mm -hmm. There's a fun note here that Matt's crossbowmen are in black and dark green, which is, I guess, kind of... They've essentially got rudimentary camouflage, right? Yeah. They're wearing camo now. Which is interesting because they're crossbowmen cover, you know, taking cover in a forest. So this is like guerrilla tactics. Yeah, this is a this really awesome scene of Matt setting up this ambush along the road, and he, yeah, he sets up all his his uh, crossbowmen, and they this the lancers ride right into the ambush, and everything goes perfect, and he they launch a bunch of volleys at the lancers and just massacre them, and then just leave. Don't check the bodies or anything. Cause Matt's like, why let him count you? You know? Yeah. And there's this neat conversation between Teslin and Mandevwin, Matt's uh, one of his captains, where Teslin's like, oh, this plan relies too much on luck. And Mandevwin's like, yeah, well, he's lucky. <laughs> That's kind of his thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I get the impression that Tuan is actually kind of fascinated watching Matt as a commander. Yeah. Aren't we all? Yeah. Like, she's, she kind of, like, jokes and prods him, but she fe it feels like she's super into it. Yeah. Teslin warns Matt that Jolene wants to bond him. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what I couldn't help thinking was, Jolene, please don't bond him just because you can. <laughs> Jolene, 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 Jolene. Uh, yeah, yeah, this, 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 this fight is... And I like I liked the bit where Vannon, who's been like tracking the Lancers, and he, he precedes them, he comes before them into the trap, and Matt still, even in the black of night, Right before this, this crucial luck-based battle, he has time to think about how shitty Vannon looks. He's so mean. <laughs> he looks like a bag of shit riding on a horse. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's like a, that, that guy's done a lot for you, this man. Guy's like, like your MVP, right? Like a little respect, right? Yeah. Just a little bit. I mean, I know you're not saying it. I hope you're not saying it out loud. I, I assume you're not saying it out loud, but still. Yeah, a lot of times people in this book are saying their thoughts out loud. They don't realize it. <laughs> like Matt, Matt's just muttering under his Look at that sack of shit riding that horse. It's like... Dude, dude. Yeah. Well, every woman he has to check their boobs, and apparently there's some guys who are just so ugly he has to think about that every time. Too. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah, the, boobs the, and fat men riding horses. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's what's going through his mind ninety percent of the time. Yeah, I was when I, when we when they have this this battle, uh, the way it was written to me was interesting because it's like it's very it's very brief, but it's also really violent and kind of kind of gruesome and I was thinking like we talked about before about Jordan's military experience and I was wondering if this was something where he was writing a little bit of like some kind of you know, yeah like, I, I thought this was a very modern style of battle where they it's you know it's an ambush uh, the for, there's no like formations there's no real control of territory they just unload their their relatively modern weaponry on the enemy and then leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, and this yeah. the the things that they're up against would have would have been like the top of the the top of line military technology before they came along, right? They they yeah. they, they, they expected this charge to be successful. They, they actually yeah specify that the, after the first crossbow volley they charge because they don't think they can reload fast enough, but they can. Yeah, because of this new thing. That, like to me, this is another uh, exemplification of how military technology kind of reshapes the battlefield. You know, it's just yeah. like. We we talked about like the magic of artillery, the magic artillery, and now they have like essentially rifles, yeah. right? And the, anyway, so there. So Matt's goal here is with all these raids is to draw the Shanshan army out of the the way where it's blocking their way to get to Altara. Mm -hmm. And Tuan's like, yeah, baby, me likey. Yeah, Tuan is into this. Yeah, 
little bit of maybe just like a little bit of drool like she's like oh sorry what was that <laughs> gotta get some of that so chapter 28 and with 28 we get a map Malden. of Malden of yeah Malden. I guess we know what's happening in this chapter <laughs> yeah yeah uh, this is a really nice map for this city that doesn't seem to matter much at all. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, I was looking at this map, it's like, it's, it's like really well illustrated. There's like, you know, there's the aqueduct here. There's there's a lot of interesting stuff in here, but like, ultimately, we're not, I feel like Malden's about to be, <laughs> you know, not a problem anymore. Yeah. So the chapter is called In Malden, uh, kind of the blacksmith puzzle. They're just using all their new art assets on this one. Yeah. So Fail and her core crew set out. Well, they start their day by jumping a guy Shane uh, snitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if someone comes in and uh, she's like, "Oh, uh, man, oh, I forgot this book," and Megda's like, "Get her." Yeah. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> yeah. They they truss her up and and fold her in half and carry her away in a bag. Yeah. Uh, Bane and Shiad were going to us to. Uh, okay, I had I had to I had to get this because it was. A little fucked up. Bane and Shad were going to escort the escapees to, quote, divert any men who attempted to interfere with them. Which is kind of a nice euphemism for jumping on a dick grenade, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, dude, really? Is that okay? I mean, I guess I guess it's Aiel, right? Any weapon is, is fair in war. Yeah. Uh, but they, they don't end up going with them because they uh, they end up taking off their, mm-hmm. their captive. And they, they, had, they pose as washerwomen, and they go into Malden and retrieve the oath rod from its hiding place and go to meet with Galena in a perfectly normal, unsuspicious, uh, burned-out basement wreck. <laughs> in South Malden, which is very far away from where Perrin's going to be doing his whole deal. Yeah. And uh, Galena immediately betrays them and traps them by collapsing the rubble in on them. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's ridiculous because they hand her the rod and she's like, Oh, oh damn, I left my magic stove on. I'll be right back. <laughs> and then she drops a building on him. Yeah. It's, uh, and they're like, can we go help you with that? It's like, no, 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 you guys wait here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'll be right back. And as soon as they walk out, building falls on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I guess they, they had some good luck here because it didn't kill them. But, you know. Yeah, not, not a great place to be. And they try to dig the way, the, their way out, but they can't because it's a good trap, and they're not dead. Yeah, Aleandre, uh, uh, though, is like, uh, hey, Galena, the building fell on us. Could you help us out? And Fayel's like, dude. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. And then they, uh, no. they sit there, and the plan is Fayel gets megged in to channel her tiny little bit and wave the red flag around to get attention. Yeah. While Galena makes her escape. Yeah. Scott free. Yeah. Uh, and, and they can hear wolves howling. Yeah. I, I when when Galena was getting away, it's like I hate her. I hate this. Yeah. I hate this she's getting away. I hope she trips and falls in a big pile of wolf poo or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's the worst. Gets eaten. Yeah, yep. eaten's fine. I'm cool with getting eaten. Chapter twenty nine, the last knot. Icon of the wolf. So it's Perrin. He's observing Malden from his fog shrouded army on the hill. It's funny because like he's thinking about this, he, he's in his head. He's like, "Oh yeah, I know where Foyle's going to be because Galena's going to relay that, or sorry, Elise or whatever is going to relay my message." And he's, I'm like, "Dude, you're going to be so, so disappointed." Dumb. Yeah, yeah, I know. Come on, man. It seems 
this person is super sketch, and it, everybody believes this person. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess... And, and Galena isn't even that good at lying, right? It's it, it's honestly the I to die thing, right? Like, they, they, they believe that she's incapable of lying, so like, if she said that thing, then she's gonna do it no matter how sketchy she sounds. You know, I, that's, I guess it's a side note, but I'm surprised how everybody in this world believes that, even though they hate and fear and distrust Aes Sedai, they still believe that Aes Sedai can't lie. Even like, you know, people who aren't that educated, never met an Aes Sedai, they still believe it. And that's a good point. I mean, like, they just take it for granted. And they, they even admit to themselves like that a, even I, though Aes Sedai can't lie, they kind of sort of lie by telling half-truths, yeah, right? Maybe it's like along those mythological things, like, you know, uh, witches can't cross running water or something. It's just mm. something, part of the mythology. Yeah, they believe it because believe. It's, cause it's a myth. Yeah. And in this case, the myth has backing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That could be it. <laughs> So Perrin has sent off uh, Morghese's crew with the wagons, Basil Gill, who is going to put on a sword and fight. Yeah. He was going to do it. He was like, oh, man, you, know, you don't need to do that. Okay, do you think Basil Gill and Linny are going to be romantically paired? I don't think... Li- okay, I, don't, I hope not, because I think Linny's like, not into it. Like, she, she's got shit to do, and I, and I think that... I think that, uh, that, I'm not sure that makes any sense, honestly, like, you know, from a personality perspective. But, yeah, but uh, he likes to pair him up, so he probably. Does. yeah. Uh, also, isn't I? I think that Linny is is like maybe a generation older than Basil Gill. Not that it necessarily I think she matters. She is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still got Masima with him, and there's no way that asshole's gonna not gonna come back to bite him at some point because Masima is clearly a biter. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm gonna stay real close to you during the attack. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the. The mains, the, the attack preparations have gone really well. The mains have killed all the Aiel sentries. The Shan Shan are in place. Uh, Masiba's men are in place, even though he's in the wrong place. Yeah. Um, the Aiel reinforcements, I guess that's what they are, are, are not there yet. Yeah, so I, I guess this is more Shido. I, I, I wasn't entirely understanding what this is about. So they, they're getting a report that some Shido are moving around in unexpected ways. Well, they, remember, there, there are two big groups of Shido that are coming to Malden. Oh! Like, these are them. Yeah, yeah, okay, And so gotcha. they just, they're not there yet. Gotcha, which and, is good. But the Ashiman are getting really tired. Yeah, because they've been going nonstop, you know. Right. Perrin's got his lust for Fahil to fuel them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not then, the Ashiman. So we cut to uh, Fahil's flag idea has gotten the attention of her vassals and Roland. Yeah! Yeah! And they're they're gonna dig him out, and uh, way to go, Mangden. Way to go, Morghese. Yeah, right. I know. Good uh, for her. She did yeah. a great job. Yeah, it's funny because Fael is just beginning to suspect that maybe, just maybe, Galena is Black Aja. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, it, she did sure seemed like she told a lie there. Maybe yeah. she. No, I mean I don't know. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. So then back to Perrin, and Perrin has a new first captain who is Tam Althor. Yeah, yeah that Tam was Dragon Daddy yeah. Althor. He showed up with a new contingent of Two Rivers folk, ready to kick ass. Yeah, he's uh, he's Perrin's first captain. Nothing like a little nepotism, am I right? <laughs> yeah. He's very qualified, though. Uh, is he? Uh, he was a he was a captain. I think he was a. Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure if he was like a soldier back mm. in the day. I, I think I, he was like a, a low level officer oh, okay. in the day, if I remember correctly. But uh, some the issue is forced because some Shido happened to be wandering right towards them, so it's. Battle o'clock. Yeah, Perrin drops his knitted, his little knotted leather, which seems a little premature to me. Uh, I mean, if things go sideways, he's going to have a hell of a time finding that little piece of leather. <laughs> but he's going to have fine. to find another one. Remember how many knots there were tiled in <laughs> <laughs> And so Perrin and Aram head out to meet them. Yeah, we see another infantry charge into artillery. 
Yeah, that's exactly what happens. The Shido attack them, and the Shido think that they have artillery cover, but they don't because of the the poison. Yeah, and <laughs> it's poisoned with their tea. With. The, the fork root tea. Yeah. Yeah. And then Perrin's just like, uh, yeah, Perrin and Aram charge in, and uh, I guess he just decides he's going right. to go get Fail. Yeah, he can't wait anymore. It's <laughs> so like, I'm going to get Fail. So what? Yeah. No, I'm looking for a Fail. These are Ail. I am not interested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't you count? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he, he does the classic get-yourself-killed maneuver of charging out in front of his army and attacking first, but it works out for him because he's so mad. <laughs> And the, the Shido try some flanking maneuvers, and they don't work at all because they're just destroyed by artillery. And it turns out there's only about 15 or 20 of the Shido wise ones have, have survived or, or not gotten drugged. Yeah. So uh, everything we were worried about seems to be, yeah. have, have played out pretty well. And the, the Shanshan kill the flankers, and, and they do their part of the battle, and it, it's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty it's, it's solid, solid attack, yeah. solid battle. And uh, the Shido basically get massacred mm -hmm. and uh, eventually run away. Not really run away, but retreat. Yeah. And then as Perrin charges past them, charges into them as they're backing off, he's battle crazy. Yeah. Hammer and knife. Yeah. That's a weird fighting style, but I guess he makes it work for him. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Chapter 30. Outside the gates. Icon of the Aiel. So Fail hears the thunder. No, it's good because it's getting really stormy out there. Yeah. As Roland lifts her out of the hole, uh, and the others too. Yeah, you know, uh, she she takes a little opportunity to flirt with Roland a little. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, he pitches her butt, she kicks him in the head. Very romantic. <laughs> he pitches yeah. everybody's butt, apparently. He pitches every single one of their butts. <laughs> every yeah. single, like, I was like, dude, really? Yeah. Like, okay, Fail, I mean, maybe, right? She's probably given off some, some green lights, you know? She's, sure. She apparently is kind of into this, whatever the hell this is. Yeah. But the other people, you don't even know them. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? What? Why? That, that's weird. I, I, I kind of liked Roland. You know, I thought I can, you know, he's getting the wrong signals. He doesn't have the whole story. Uh, but, you know, he's trying to, he's a good guy in his way. But no, not anymore. <laughs> this yeah. is a fervo. Yeah. Pinches every woman's butt. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What a dick. I mean, it was clearly supposed to be comedic. Yeah. But, I mean. Yeah. To him, right? I don't know. I, honestly, I, It seemed I, like I, they weren't into it. I, I will, I will. Meet Robert Jordan halfway on pinching Fayil's butt. <laughs> Not these other people. Let's see. Oh yeah, so they get out and they're they're drinking a little bit of the the water, and Megan immediately goes unconscious. Yeah. So apparently, Perrin's this whole, stuff worked. This, yeah, yeah. A little more potent than he realized. Oh. Yeah. He realized that's that. what it is because she's a channeler. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was just passed out because she was exhausted from forcing herself to channel. As little as she did. No, she yeah, she yeah. took a drink from the oh. the wines, their little wine, their little water skin, and passed the fuck out. Interesting. Yeah. So okay. yeah. So then Roland leads them off towards the forest, and then Perrin, who is killing his way through the Isle camp, caked in blood and sweat. Yeah, when uh, he is attacked by Aram. Ugh, fucking Aram. Yeah. Oh yeah. no! How completely surprising. Yeah, I mean, he's like, oh, the prophet explained it to me. I have to kill you. Yeah. But this 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 whole scene is, is to me is really weird because it happens it happens kind of abruptly like he's like oh I'm I'm hunting some Shido and then Aram almost kills me and then Aram dies like yeah, he gets shot in the back by some Shido and that's it yeah this I thought this was a real anticlimax because mm -hmm. this has been building up when did Aram join Perrin like book four or something book it's three? been a long time right yeah he's been building up all, and the whole time he's been a a, a freak right mm -hmm. and. 
and then all of a sudden, it, it's just like, oh, I'm going to attack you now, and then I die. And Perrin's like, oh, well, that happened. And then the rest of the chapter goes on. Right? Yeah. I think right? Robert Jordan's just tying up loose ends. Yeah. It did feel a little bit like that, yeah. But I'm glad Arama's gone, because, you know, he, he sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and then Perrin finally meets Fael at the gates as she comes out. And immediately kills <laughs> Roland and his like, friends. Oh my God. I, I was like, what? what? <laughs> and then I guess we're not going to talk about him again because we just move on from there. Right. Yeah. Fayo's like, okay, well, uh, <laughs> thank you for saving. Yeah, thank you for saving me from those terrible, mm-hmm. terrible Aiel. Well, and the thing is, he he knows something happened because he can smell her like guilt or shame or something. He says, well, the man was dead and the woman had the right to keep her secrets if she wanted. Yeah. All right, Perrin. Cool. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think he was, was assuming that sh- that Roland did something to her, like assaulted her. I know, her. but yeah, I still but... thought that was kind of oh, cool yeah, of him yeah, to yeah. be like, yeah, shit probably went down, but right, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. And he didn't, I, I was a little bit worried that there would be a Perrin jealousy arc. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank God not. Yeah. But yeah. no, he's just like, nope, that's what not happened important. happened. Yes. That's, that's and not, we're together now and that's all that matters. Yeah, that's not Perrin's deal. You know, I, I appreciate that about him too. You're yeah. right. Yeah. I, I mean, he may have jumped the gun, well, jumped the hammer a little bit on Roland, but you know. Roland, Roland charged him. No, he didn't. I think he did, right? I thought it was he put Fayil behind him like he was protecting her because he doesn't know who's attacking, right? And, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, he did. He charges, and then Fayil says, Parent, and then he hesitates, which is when Parent oh, hits him in the yeah, face of the hammer. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> What are you and gonna so, say? Yeah, Roland's like, "Nice to meet." <laughs> oh, you're the. Oh. <laughs> uh, that. Uh, and then he kills was, his friends. Yeah. I honestly thought that was awesome. Yeah, uh, it, it, it uh, Yeah. Again, loose end tied off, yeah. right? Baron did not come here to give fucks about Aiel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From there, Fayil takes on a kind of a managerial role. She's like, "Okay, well, this is now it's escape time." Starts yep. commanding people around. She's doing great. Yeah. This is. I, yeah, this is my defense of Fayil, right? She gets stuff done. She's you're right, good. you're right. In this moment, I was like, okay, Fayil's good to have around right now until she starts, you know. Yeah. So they, I'm they, worried. They share info about Galena right away. There's no misunderstandings. Yeah, or... everyone's comparing notes and they're like, okay, we're pretty sure Galena is Black Asha. So yeah. that's good. But the Aes Sedai are like, okay, but you can't cut Hunter down and kill her. We have to put her on trial. The parents like, okay, but if you don't convict her, I'm going to hunt her down and kill her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, Gaul and Elias go after Chiad. I hope I hope it works out for those crazy kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I, yeah, me too. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's a weird scenario. Like, he's in love with her, but he has to. If he marries her, he has to marry her sister too. And like, you know, his sister not, doesn't really like him. They're right? not tight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whatever. They'll figure it out. And they meet up with Tai Lee, who has Savannah in bondage across her horse. Yeah. Uh. uh naked, which. I, I didn't think that was a Shan Chan thing. With a helmet on her butt. Yeah, well... well that's, she's just throwing her helmet on, on Savannah's ample butt. Yeah. Well, I, I think she's... That's the helmet storage butt right there. She said when they found... So there's two things. First of all, they said when she found her, she was wearing like just like a weird, you know, loose robe. So that could have just fallen off in the capture. Mm-hmm. But also, the Shan Chan do have a thing where they're like, if your property... We're gonna make you be naked sometimes. So when they are they, they have to wear those like super sheer robes. So oh, maybe. Oh yeah, I guess I thought it was just a Aiel thing, but you're probably right. It's hard to say. So uh, good, screw Savannah. Yeah. From uh, being a Daco Vale. Yeah, and uh, parents like you know what? For an evil slaver, you're not half bad. And shakes her hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're like they're bros now. Yeah, I mean sort of. There's also the whole thing where Aleandra is like, uh, oh yeah, I'm the queen of Gildan, and the Shanshan's like. 
oh, about that. And Perrin's like, yeah. Gildan's off limits, dude. <laughs> yeah, she's under my protection. Know. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Everyone's really did, into it. Did you see my hammer? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they, the Shanshan have collared all the Shido wise ones that yeah. they could catch, which is less good. 200 like, of them, apparently, them. which yeah. is a lot. Yeah, Don't like that. No, nope. sir. And speaking of, we cut to Galena, who is recaptured by Therava, who says, we're going to just take you to the waste and we're going to torture you forever. Yeah. yeah. End of story for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Pretty dark. Yeah. I, like, don't get me wrong. I greatly dislike Galena, but at the same time, like, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Galena, there's this, this moment where Galena, I guess, kind of resigns to her, herself to her fate, and it's, it's yeah, I, pretty rough. I, I, I mean, I think this is intended to be, like, an incredibly bad outcome for this person who did incredibly bad things, but I'd rather she just be dead. I do not like this. The idea of slavery as a just punishment. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> slavery and torture. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, you know, I gotta say, um, I was worried that this this whole Perrin Fayil thing was gonna was gonna get messed up because because Perrin's plan to me was not a very good plan, uh, but it worked it, out really it worked really well. Great, yeah, like this, this was a, a real feat of combined arms battle right here. Yeah, no, this 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 I, I think uh, even Tylee says, "Damn, dude, like that went up, like like." Almost no casualties. I mean, other than all of the prophets men who they wanted to die. <laughs> yeah, which like, was, that was the goal. Yeah, yeah. Other than all those prophets men who mostly got massacred, it was like under a hundred losses for that. That's that's yeah, solid. I like the bit where he's like, "Okay, Fayil's here. I guess somebody better go send a message to those commandos I sent in because I guess we didn't need them after all." <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of guys hiding in the the city just in case. <laughs> yeah. So, we so yeah, well done. It went I guess Karen well. is really good at blacksmith puzzles. I'm yeah. glad this is tied off. I, uh, I, I am a little concerned about what's going to happen with the whole... Uh, half the camp is convinced that uh, Perrin boned uh, Berylaine, and when Fael catches wind of that, I'm afraid there's going to be this whole annoying well, I, jealousy arc. I, we'll I, on the, I have high hopes, because I think either Fael's not going to buy it, because she knows Perrin better than anybody, right? Uh-huh. Or... Fael would just be into it. She'd be like, yeah, a good Saldean man always takes the opportunity to pork visiting heads of state when their <laughs> wife is captured. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I hope you're right, because uh, I, if we have to watch Fael uh, be angry at Perrin after he rescued her uh, because of something he didn't actually do, I think it's going to make me crazy. Well, I, I think that the deer is going to be like an epic, weeks-long, wolfish Fuck fest yeah. that's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, sure. so whatever happens is going to be in a little while. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they've got some some business to attend to. <laughs> right. He's like, I've got to fuck you for every knot I tied in that leather. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, the rules are rules. I don't make the rules, but the leather says I got to fuck you this many times. <laughs> so yeah, I, it really was a little anticlimactic. Although it was good, like the battle was good. It was a good I, fight, yeah. I liked Crazy Perrin fighting his way through the thing. I, I thought the reunion was pretty touching, but also it's been like three books. Yeah. And like that's what happened. He he attacked them and won. Yeah. And also the Aram thing. It's been forever, and there's there's a prophecy that you know the Nin saw that or whatever. Like every time he gets close to you, she sees doom in your future, and the doom is he's going to take a swing at you and then die. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, I mean. 
it could just be that he was trying to tie off loose ends because he was like, I got to wrap it's, this a stuff A lot up. of this book feels that way. Actually, the Semiraj chapter felt that way too, right? That fight. Like, yeah. oh, it's Semiraj and they fight, but the fight's over. Well, to, to, but now they have Semiraj captive, so we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I, I hope something interesting happens with that. I hope they learn some interesting, like, I don't know, healing magic or whatever from her. Yeah. But, you know, her, her plan was, I'm going to be disguised and then we're going to jump him or something. I mean, we're gonna. I'm gonna show up with exactly the same number of channelers that he has, and then jump him. To be fair, if she had successfully ambushed him, she might have. She might have achieved something a, a little bit more effective. But effect, essentially, the the trap got turned around. She got ambushed accidentally, right? Yeah. And uh, she still managed to, you know, Zorch's hand off. Uh, I also think that. Oh the, yeah, that was really abrupt too. It's like, oh, well, I guess I'm not. Guess my hand's gone. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't have a hand now. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm hoping there's some like interesting things gonna happen with his hand. Like he's gonna get a magic hand. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they're, they're, in one of the prophecy things it says, oh, he's gonna have a hand made of magic. I don't know. <laughs> the prophecy of the dragon. <laughs> the, prophecy, the, the prophecies of the dragon or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it says on the. They, they don't. It doesn't translate because of the ancient language, whatever. The, the Karathon cycle or something like that. A K name. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I thought it was just that they showed it from his perspective because he is so like fucked up and like removed from everything that you're supposed to be shocked that it's not more shocking to him that is definitely the impression that 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 i got from him you know it's like this at this point it's just like add it to the list of things that are broken in him yeah yeah uh so yeah i don't know we'll see i I, um it's interesting because this there's a lot of resolution happening here and i know that we have one more i think one more set of chapters for this book two more two more Mm -hmm. okay so yeah, we're, this book is, is winding down, so... I guess, yeah, I also thought it was abrupt because Rand has no relationship with Simir Haj. True. You know, like, if Lanfear was the one that set this up and did the attack, then that would be like, you know, his, his nemesis getting the best of him or, or something like that. But they just met, right? She just, he just met Simir Haj. Yeah, I, and it, it's another interesting part of this is, I guess, isn't this directly opposed to her orders? Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe she got new orders. Yeah. I yeah. Because I'm pretty sure. Well, uh, then she was trying to capture him. Oh, right? okay. Because I'm pretty sure. Uh, what what's his, Morden had commit had said that Rand was his his. He's like he's off limits. I'm going to take care of him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, interesting. Yeah. Stuff's happening. Yeah, for sure. All right. So we had a question from a listener in India. Pavan, I'm sorry if I say your name incorrectly. Um, and the question that he had was, we know Rand has to fight the Dark One in the last battle. What are your predictions on this? Do you think the Dark One is a person, a concept, or an entity? What do you think the fight will look like? Like the battle between Harry and Voldemort using magic, sword fight, or something else? That's an interesting question. You know, like, as to the, the nature of the Dark One... In my mind, it's always been like an entity, like not necessarily like a dude or whatever, but but this this entity that has intelligence and like will and is like intentionally doing things. But I guess I never really never really thought about it. Like the the dark one doesn't particularly issue commands, right? Like to some degree, he has he has his agent, which is the the giant the the mega mirror What's it? Haran. Shadar Haran. Yeah. Shadar Haran. But other than that, he doesn't actually have, like, a voice in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Not that we see much. Yeah, like, one time we see him talk to somebody, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I... 
I've always thought that it would that the Dark One is not a physical entity, right? Mm-hmm. That the Dark One isn't even really like a a thinking being. The Dark One is just sort of a malevolent force mm-hmm. in the way that the the pattern is just sort of a force that doesn't necessarily think or have intentions. But it just but nobody is like beyond comprehension, you know? Mm-hmm. So the idea that, that Rand is just gonna fight this force it doesn't make any sense. I've always thought it was like a metaphor or something. But, yeah. You know, who knows? Right? Could it could show up and be a guy with a sword and Rand and like Rand's like, oh no, I've only got one hand. I can't fight him. <laughs> no, he's gonna turn into a dragon, and the dark one's gonna turn into a different dragon, and they're gonna <laughs> fight. It'll be a dragon fight. That's what I think. Yeah. But I, I mean, I've always thought that the last battle was kind of metaphorical. Mm-hmm. Like everybody in the books thinks it's actually gonna be this one really big battle or or series of battles. But I always kind of thought it would be like Rand. I don't know, flying into outer space and having a mind meld and like, you know, absorbing the Dark One or something or like going with him into the Dark One's prison and becoming the new prison for the Dark One or some, you know, kind of hand wavy thing like that. That's my prediction. Yeah, okay. You you know, when you put it like that, it could also be, okay, and this is, maybe this is not, this is pretty far-fetched, but maybe the Dark One is, maybe the Dragon Reborn is the Dark One and it's a, it's like a, it's like a battle of self. Like he had, like he has to go there and he has to make a decision to become this like force of good or force of evil. And so the final battle is something that's an internal struggle with him. That could be a so thing too. A thing that I, I don't know if they're going to do this, but I, it occurred to me would fit would be if the dark one turns out to not be like an eternal, an eternal force that they just freed, but the dark one is kind of like the dragon reborn from the previous age. Ooh, oh. that'd be interesting. Right? Like the, like there's a dragon reborn every age or whatever, and the one from the previous age becomes the dark one of the next age, or or the dark one is a previous evil dragon reborn or something, and that's what that's what you find out. Isn't Luce Theron the one the the dragon reborn from the previous age? Yes. So that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, no, I mean it's like you know it's just yeah. But it could be from like a, from the previous time it was this age or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like I feel like it's got to be a twist. It's not going to just be Sauron, like you know, a guy, a really strong. Physical Super, guy yeah, that, yeah. that shows up and you can kick his ass. I think if I think if you were, we'd have seen some hint of him by now, right? Like the closest thing we've seen is uh, Balzamon, right? Uh, yeah, Balzamon cosplaying. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's just Ishmael slash Morden. So yeah. another thing that I think might be likely is that it turns out the Dark One kind of is the creator. Mm. Like in in some way, like the you know, because the creator created everything, right? And this is that this is a very Christian idea, but the idea that he created the Dark One also, and he the, the, for whatever reason the creator thought it was it would be cool if the Dark One escaped now in this age, and he does every time. That's what I thought. I thought it was more of like a creator thing, as somebody as an entity, not mm-hmm. like a person, but an entity that manipulates the weaving of the wheel. Mm. So, yeah, so do you have any thoughts about what you think the final battle might be, Alice? No, I don't really. Like, I don't think it's going to be just one fight. It's a really intriguing idea that it's just going to be something, like, inside of Rand, for sure. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to be, like, a one physical battle where everybody shows up. Yeah, and, and, you're, and you're right. That, that is definitely the way that everyone in the books is interpreting it. It's this, like, epic war against mm-hmm. Miradral and Trollocs and... You know, dreadlords and all the all the horrible creatures that the the shadow 
creates and that they're certainly preparing as if it is, right? They're building armies and all that. But well, if it's Tolkien, if it follows Tolkien, it is going to be an actual honest God battle. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, yeah. they're gearing up for it. Like the whole, the was it the flight of the golden... Golden Crane. The Golden Crane rides for Tarwin's Gap. Yeah, that. So, so I mean, like they're definitely a, a, accumulating forces, right? Yeah, but mm-hmm. remember in Tolkien, there were there was was a huge climactic battle, but in the event, it was a distraction from the real climax, which was the ring getting tossed into the Mount Doom, right? Sure. The the very small uh, force of like goodness persevering against the overwhelming darkness. Okay, new theory. So Rand is Frodo. No, no, no well, theory. Yeah, could Ro- Rand doesn't seem like a Frodo type. No, right? no, Rand is the ring. It's his name is almost Ring, right? Rand, Ring. Okay, <laughs> so the battle is just a distraction. They're going to throw Rand into Mount Doom. Rand's going to throw himself pre- into Mount Doom. That's not, that's my prediction. No, nope, no, nope. it's going to be who's who's Frodo, uh, Perrin. Perrin, Perrin and Matt are going to throw Rand into Mount Doom. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. That's definitely the way this is going to end. Man, I'm so glad I solved that. They should they should really hire me to write these books. <laughs> uh, when when we go to Jordan Con and you see Brandon Sanderson, you should tell him that you would have you should have written them instead. I mean, finish them. Yeah, I, I mean, like uh, I don't know what ending he's written, but I assume it's the same as the one that I wrote, which means like you mean I, the only one that makes sense. Yeah, the only. <laughs> The only ending that makes sense. Clearly, the way Robert Jordan was going with this was, yeah, Frodo and Samwise and the Ring, which is Perrin and Matt and Rand. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Gollum. And, and, and Gollum, right. Uh, I guess our... our Having Fane slash Mordeth slash Oh, that's right. They've got yeah, a Gollum, don't they? they? Gollum. Oh, yeah. man. And he's still... Where is he? Do we even know where he is right now? You know... Probably taking a vacation. He's had a busy couple of years. Yeah, it's true. He's had a lot going on. So that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to cover chapters 31 through 35 of Knife of Dreams. I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And if you ask us a question, we may answer it on air. Please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please check out our Patreon at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The the light light illumine you. you.